When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends of the Rockney cast, thank you so much for tuning in to this show. Today we're going to be discussing uh, the events in Washington, D.C. and try to give you sort of a glimpse of those events from the perspective of the great Stoics. Because like many of you, I'm extremely troubled by what happened. Um, Civic instability is not new. It's happened for thousands of years, and I thought it'd be helpful to put this in context over the course of history through the lens of the Roman Stoics. We're going to be covering some Marcus Aurelius as well as the great Epictetus on this Rockne cast. We're going to discuss the Enchiridion and how we may be able to offer that to you to help you put this in perspective and to hopefully get your mind right so that you can enjoy this wonderful life that we have to give you some tranquility, but possibly call you to action too. Thank you so much. And so we're going to dive into that. But before we do, I want to highlight that I do have a blog, rockneycole.com, and I'm also an Amazon associate. So if you want to check that out, you click on it, every little bit helps. Appreciate any help that you can give to make the cast work. And also to see the writings, because I'm basically doing a daily blog post on various topics, primarily focusing on fasting, ancient wisdom, and habits. Those are sort of the three things. But I'm also giving myself the freedom to get into other areas as well. Um, Books, movies, music. I'll be doing an upcoming set of casts on the Netflix series Away. So we're going to cover a lot of different topics. But so let's get back and talk about what's going into Washington, D.C., Um, It's extremely disturbing, and um, obviously it it does not bode well for our country if we're not able to resolve these deep wounds. And so I think we really need to look back to the ancient wisdom. You know, this country was really founded on the model of the Roman Empire. Um, We have um, a Senate. We are a true republic in the very Roman sense with all the intrigue, with the rise of this republic, I think potentially some of us are concerned about the fall of this republic. And so I think it's important for us to go back and look at some of the great Roman philosophers and leaders and political actors to see sort of how they processed reality. I think it's going to help you hopefully sort through this and, again, either call you to action or to give you some peace of mind. So I think that's sort of what I'd like to try to achieve today. So if you look at one of the great pieces of Stoic writing, it is found in the Enchiridion by the great Stoic philosopher Epictetus. Epictetus wrote this book, the Enchiridion, with the intention of helping people get through troubled times. And certainly if you look at the Roman Empire, there was nothing more stressful than being a citizen of Rome. Um, it certainly had its high moments, but it, 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 he was sort of closely affiliated with a lot of the intrigue of the Roman Empire. And this book is a handbook to help you get through the tough times in life and to help put things in perspective. 
But the, really the opening line, and it's one of the great famous lines in literature, begins with the following dichotomy. Some things are in our control and others not. Things that are in our control are our opinion, our pursuit, desire, aversion, and in a word, whatever are our own actions. Things that are not in our control are our body, property, reputation, command, and in one word, whatever are not our own actions. And so that's what I'm interested in. This concept of what we actually have control over. And I want to extend it one step further, which is to the extent to which we have control over what is happening in Washington, D.C., Some of us do have a great amount of control. Charles Grassley, a senator, he has a lot of power. Uh, Other people that are political actors in, in the states have a lot of control. But the issue for any of us is, to what degree do we actually have control over the tides of history? Now, if you in your own mind decide that you have control, that you can impact the, the flow of history, and that you yourself could be the deciding factor in what happens in Washington, D.C., then by all means, get on a bus, do what you need to do, live out the life that you were scripted for, and do it. But as for me, my self-realization, especially as it applies to politics, is that I have very little control. I have very little influence about what's happening in Washington, D.C., And the other teaching that the Stoics really repeatedly emphasize is the transitory nature of life. We are all going to die at some point. Each day that we have is precious. And so the Stoics were so concerned about not disturbing each one of those days on matters for which we have no control. Life is precious. And the the events in Washington, D.C. are extraordinarily significant. I'm not diminishing them in any way, shape, or form. But if I cannot influence what is happening in Washington, D.C., I'm not going to let it stress me out. I'm not. Because I don't have any control. And each one of these days that we have on Earth are incredibly valuable. Each moment that I can spend with my daughter up until she leaves the house is extremely valuable. Or with my spouse, especially while we are in good health. Because the other aspect of the Stoics that I really love is this negativity that they have, which is at any moment, lightning could strike. At any moment, the fates could dictate That the health that we have, the life that we have, the wealth that we have could be taken from us. It's the ultimate real politique on life. But this gives us great joy and this gives us great happiness. Why? Why would this negativity, why would this thinking about death give us great joy? Well, it's the same experience that Jimmy Stewart felt. In It's a Wonderful Life, when he realized that he had life, because that had been taken away from him, and he'd gotten into a glimpse of what life would have been like without his spouse, 
without his job, without his children, and he was alone. And when Clarence brought him back from the abyss and brought him back to the life that he lived, you can bet that every single day from that day on, he valued his life because he never knew when it could be taken away in an instant. And that's what I feel like about with the events in Washington. I still have ultimate and abiding faith in the goodness of of the people there on both sides of the aisle. I know that they're all very passionate. They're very responsible. Those people have a lot of influence. I think our new president-elect is a fundamentally a good man. He's a competent man, and he's going to help navigate us through, and he does have control. And through our votes, we've placed him there. And so I'm going to trust that he's going to do it. And I'm not going to spend my emotional energy on things over which I have no control. One of the great leaders of the uh, Stoics was a man named Marcus Aurelius, who was the emperor of Rome. And a lot of people critique Stoicism. Some of you have reached out to me and said, well, is Stoicism essentially the equivalent of not my problem? Not my problem, man. Suck it up, buttercup. Is it, is, it, is it sort of a cover for callous indifference? 100% no, it is not. It is a call for action on those matters over which you have control and you have influence. So that's what I love about this philosophy is that it's simultaneously very Zen. And, and a lot of people have tried to connect it to Buddhism. On those areas of life over which you have no influence or no impact, don't let that those areas which you cannot impact or influence, don't let them affect you. Don't let them disturb the tranquility that you have. And tranquil, tr- tranquility here is used in a very specific sense. It's, it's the ability to, to soak up the beautiful life and the, each day that each one of us has been given. And we and when we and we know that in any moment that that can be taken away, that if those bad things aren't happen, we have unmitigated joy, because if if those bad things aren't happening right now to us, our health, we don't have a spouse that's sick, or we don't have a you know possible terminal disease. If that if that's not happening right now, let's not let those external events over which we don't have any control anyway. So get off of Facebook. Soak up your present reality, the time that you have and influence. I'm sitting here right now in my office on matters over which I have control, which is my law practice. Because every second that I work on those cases means possible. Financial recovery for my clients means freedom. So that's where I'm going to put my focus. Every bit of time that I spend cleaning the bathroom or being there for my spouse, or being there for my daughter, I have maximum influence. The Stoics teach live an active and robust life in those areas over which you have impact and you can influence. And then when you can't, rest. Steal yourself. And in those moments of tranquility that you have, Expose yourself to a little bit of those life's unpleasantries to toughen you up. Get a little exercise. Fast. Work. 
so that when those really bad events do happen, you're prepared and you're ready. And Marcus Aurelius, I think, said it really well, where he said in, in his great book, Meditations, if you are stressed, distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment. Friends, we don't know what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. It's an unsettling time. It could be really bad. This could be the beginning of the end. I don't know. But I tell you what, I have an abiding faith in the American people. I have an abiding faith in this government. I do believe the Constitution is one of the best documents in the history of the world. And I'm also relying on a very basic heuristic used by Nassim Taleb, which doesn't work for everything. But if you want to predict how long something's going to last, the first question you'd ask yourself is, how long has it already existed? And double it. So rough rule of thumb, we got you know, more than 250 years here in the United States. I'm going to bet on it for at least 250 more. And I'm going to have the confidence that that's the case. And that what we're going through right now is an extreme amount of turbulence. But if you look over the long view, and if you've read Howard Zinn's um, People's History of the United States, it is a history of turbulence, and we've gotten through it before. And it seems like the destiny of this country is that the leaders and the American people step forward when called. So I have trust that that's going to happen. And to the extent that I'm wrong, you know what? I don't have any control. If, if, if the stuff hits the fan in 30 days and, and we have widespread conflict, that's going to happen. And if there's a way in which I can influence that and that happens in Iowa City, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be very active. But until then, I am going to soak up the marrow of life and I am going to reserve my actions and my focus in those areas over which I have control. My body... Uh, helping my family, being there for my friends, supporting my immediate community, focusing on my clients who have entrusted their cases to me because every single day that we have on this earth could be zapped from us and taken from us at any moment. And that's why we have to carpe diem. We have to seize the moment and soak it up. So thank you so much for listening. I know it's not easy to tune in. It's such a difficult time. I hope you'll reach out to me at therockneycast at gmail.com. Continue to encourage you to check out the rockneycole.com blog. And also, give me some feedback. I I got some feedback from one of the listeners on maybe some feedback you didn't quite like as much. I love that because this, this audience, is this show is for you. It, it, It is my desire to interact with you and to engage in a dialogue of ideas because I have a confession. I only have this limited Platonic ideal view of the world. I'm just sitting in here, this this little cave of my consciousness, looking out to the outer edge of that cave. And I need you to help me get there. And I need you to help me tell what's outside that cave or the ways in which my perception of reality is not accurate. So keep on giving me both those positive affirmations as the thing you like and also those negative feedback. I love that because this show is for you. I want to make a show and I want to make a podcast that serves you, that makes you learn something, that engages you, that keeps you entertained and hopefully takes your mind off of the 
off the events of, of this turbulent world that we live in. Thank you so much for the Rockney cast. Until the next time on the Rockney cast.